Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the nerdiest show that you will find on your iTunes account or anywhere else that you may access us on the interwebs. That's right, you're in tune to Nerdy 30s. I'm your host, Jeff Griffith, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Klein. Hey, 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 hey. And also with us we have Jimmy Barry White Kelly. Yeah, baby, I'm here. Yeah, we we decided to. We we looked at our demographic, and uh, we're we're really doing well in most of the demographics we want to reach. But we we need to pick up more ladies. So we decided that Jimmy needed to go for his more sexy route. So he's going with the Barry White voice tonight. And uh, I feel like we're going to have so many women downloading the show just to hear those sweet, dulcet tones coming out of your voice, Jimmy. The sweet naughtiness coming out. Yeah. Uh, now we just want to thank everybody for joining us. We uh, got plenty to talk about. Of course, we'll be talking about uh, the pay per view, Extreme Rules, talking about the King of the Ring, and uh, the week that was in professional wrestling. We'll also be talking about uh, comic books, free comic book day coming up this weekend, and uh, maybe even delve into the fact that there's a certain little movie that drops tomorrow night, and uh, we think it might. It might be something people want to hear a little bit about, so we might talk about that as well. Before we dive into all of this madness and insanity, we will uh, start the show off, as we tend to do, by checking in with the hosts. And Matt Klein, we will start with you. What has been going on in the wild and wonderful and nerdy world of Matt Klein this week? Oh, man. Uh, mainly boring old work stuff. Uh, supposed to have a double dose of wrestling, triple dose, I guess, kind of over the weekend. I didn't get the Saturday night effect, having some back issues, but had a good time at a show Friday night. Got to watch the pay-per-view, watch the King of the Ring. Still been a lot of wrestling, even though I missed some of what we had scheduled wrestling while. Still been a wrestling-heavy last five or six days, I guess. And as usual, it's probably not going to slow down anytime soon. Uh it's, it seems to be the lifestyle for us, doesn't it? Apparently enough. Yeah. Uh, we we got to make them towns, brother. Jimmy, what about you, man? Uh, well, I was making towns with the circus this week. I went to the circus and enjoyed that with the family. Uh, you know, I tried to get up on the trapeze myself, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> I wanted like, to get the whole family up there, and then if they all fall, I'm immediately robbing, right? Dude, at that, mo- at that moment, you were actually taken in as a ward by Bruce Wayne, yes. That's what I thought. I thought I'd go to the back and there would be Bruce Wayne. I just wanted to see if it would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it may it may be a career path choice for you. I, I couldn't argue if you did. Um, how was the circus? It was fun. We had a good time. Uh, they didn't have my favorite uh, thing they normally have, which is the wheel walkers, where they walk on the outside of the the big spinning wheel that goes way up. Yeah. But uh, they had some other things that were fun. We had a good time. Got to spend time with the family. You know, then Sunday we watched wrestling, and then I think my body has rejected extreme rules, and I've had a head cold, horrible head cold ever since. Sure. Yeah, we'll get into that, but totally understand if that's the case. <laughs> totally. Um, as for me, I mean, I've, me and Matt talked about it. We had a very wrestling-heavy weekend. Uh, had to, I did commentary for two shows, watched the third show, and uh, then watched King of the Ring the next two nights, one night with Luca, one night with 
you yahoos. So, yeah, good, good, good times, man. Um, even if the show, one of the shows wasn't as good, <laughs> it was still fun to watch, I guess, at times. But anyhow, let's skip over all that. Let's just, you know what? We don't have to skip over it. We'll dive right into uh, what we're talking about as far as one of the shows not being as fun, maybe. Because uh, we did have the big WWE post-WrestleMania pay-per-view this weekend in Extreme Rules. This was action so hot that it's actually been proven to melt modems or at least uh, shoot sparks out of them from people that were watching it on the network. I've heard that this is an actual <laughs> true fact. Well, it did happen during the tag match, which was the only real, really good match. So, you know, it did. It literally, Matt's internet literally shot sparks. It was so excited it shut down. We didn't get to see it until <laughs> Tuesday. You know, there's a part of me that uh, actually, even though I would have missed the tag match and seeing it live like I got to, just to see the spectacle of the modem exploding, I kind of wish I would have been there. <laughs> it just caught fire, and, and, and then it started working later in the show, but uh, it just made us miss the tag match mostly, I think. But, you know, the first match of the night uh, was Neville and Barrett. What did you guys think about that one? Well, here's what I thought. Um, when I found out that Brian wasn't going to be able to work the show, as we found out. I was uh, pretty bummed, but I did wonder what they would do with Barrett. He did have a match book, and I thought it was uh, fortuitous for Neville that this happened because uh, him and Barrett got to have, first of all, an amazing match, I thought, and uh, I also thought that it was a it was, it was nice because it kind of helped set the stage for what would come a few nights later. I feel like, you know, the story was started there. Um, it was actually also fortunate for uh, the tag titles match because it got bumped to the main show. But, I mean, honestly, next to the tag title match, uh, in my opinion, there was nothing on the show that could have touched Neville and Barrett's pre-show match. Um, it was good. We'll talk about later something that me and Matt totally disagree with you on, but it was good. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, I, I stand my ground on that one. We'll get to it. Um, so that was the pre-match show. The first match of the pay-per-view proper, we started out with uh, Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper in the Chicago street fight, Falls County Anywhere, or whatever kind of fight. That match, um, honestly, I thought it was pretty disappointing because um, I get what they were trying to do because halfway through the halfway through the match, they brawled to the back. They got in a, an SUV and drove off. But... Um, I get what they were trying for as far as, oh, it's false County anywhere. These guys are fighting all over Chicago. And as we saw later on the night, we did get to see them again. But to me, I felt like the booking decision there and what they were trying for actually really hurt what could have been just a, what Extreme Rules needs as far as a really entertaining brawl. Because I feel like if you had just put these guys out there, you didn't even need to make them go in the back. Just put them out there. These two guys have worked this same match a million times on the Indies with each other. And they could have did it on a national stage. And I feel like maybe it actually created a really special moment. And instead it just tried to be this storytelling element that to me totally just didn't connect. Um, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed what we got of it. I'm it's kind of like you, I, I, I get what they were going for, and in theory, maybe even it sounds cool, but it just didn't come across as, I don't know, I, it, it took away from the match, I'm like, you you, you should have just let them finish the match, and go, even go through the back, but come back out and finish the brawl, and just let them do their thing, like you said, they've done this a million times, but 
Mm-hmm. I get what they were going for. I didn't absolutely hate it, but I certainly didn't love it. It definitely could have been better. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on it, Jimmy? It was the first match that I would consider a disappointment. It was not what I was hoping for. They uh, they kind of limited them, and I think I told Matt and them, you know, the only way the whole escaping in the SUV worked and suddenly they showed them fighting into CM Punk's living room. <laughs> that that would have been amazing. Coke Cabana's there eating chips on the couch. And we, we, booked, we booked some interest into the match while we were watching it, but it just didn't come to fruition. It, it, that's such a good idea, though. I agree. That would have been much better. Isn't it... Uh, it seems you guys like Dean Ambrose has just been saddled with like the worst weird gimmick booking in the last year, like the whole TV exploding thing. This, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like they've really hurt him by giving him all of these goofy finishes and goofy angles. Oh yeah, he's cold. He's cold as kraut right now, brother, and he was hot as a firecracker. Uh, and that's a hundred percent true. So uh, there's that. Um, so they pulled off in the SUV, and we would later see him. The next match was the uh, my favorite stipulation going into this pay per view: the uh, Kiss Me Arse match between Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I thought the match was okay. It was fine. It was. I mean, as good as a match the, the stipulation was going to be. Because I, I think when you put the stipulation on a match, that's in the back of everybody's head the whole time when they're watching it. This is a kiss me arse match. So I don't know that you can really ever take that match that seriously. And, uh, I mean, we got the shenanigans at the end. So of course, Dolph got the roll-up win. And Sheamus, you know, kind of begged off on the kissing of the arse. Then he hit him between the legs, (laughs) knocked him down, and then he forced Dolph to kiss his Irish arse. And uh, that's that. So what did you guys think of this whole match and angle? Um, The match was okay. I mean, like you say, it was... You knew I was coming, so it kind of distracts you from it because you're wondering mm-hmm. how they're going to make it work. It was an okay match. Uh, the whole thing of Sheamus not doing it and making Dolph do it. That, why'd they even make it a stipulation? The whole purpose of that is, is to, you know, really embarrass somebody like, you know, like they did with, like, JR. When they... Remember Kishi, they made, I think he had a couple of those, you know. It's not yeah. the point, you know, that's not the way you do that angle in my book. It just kills the whole point of the match. And it's like, where's my payoff? That was not a payoff, really. Yeah, not at all. I agree. That, I'll tell you what that match was. That match was a waste of good time. It was absolutely pointless. Did no good for nobody. Did no good for the fans. I mean, Chambers and Ziggler did all they could do as far as the match. It was entertaining. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it, but it was just pointless. Well, there you have it. Um, I think that's uh, pretty much a pretty much a clear, uh, unanimous thought on this match. And uh, I, I will say that the follow-up from this match, Monday night, and then what we saw last night at the King of the Ring finals, I think this Dolph Sheamus feud itself, it it may grow some legs and turn into something cool in spite of this angle, but they sure as heck tried to hamper it with this stupid angle to begin with. Well, I think they just need an angle. Every match has to have some kind of stipulation. And I, I hate this pay-per-view, honestly. I feel like every year, it just feels, everything feels tacked on and stupid to me. I hate 
that every match feels like it has to. But but then, and this year they didn't exactly do that, but they still they just do all these stupid stipulations. And uh, that's the same thing I don't like about deathmatch wrestling. Sorry, fans that are listening that like deathmatch wrestling, where you've just got stipulations because you're supposed to have stipulations. I just don't like that. And to me, that's extreme rules. kind of feels like that always. It's just tacked on steps. And then it doesn't even really feel extreme. I mean, they just need to change the name, I think. Maybe they could cut R-Stream rules and have every single match be a Kiss Me Arse match. Vince McMahon hears that he may do it. He loves to kiss me arse. He does, man. That's a that's a big angle for them. Uh, so, I'm, I'm trying to think what came next. Tag uh, match with FKF. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Kiss Me Arse match actually blew your motor up. No, I think we got to the start of the match and then it blew up, I think. Uh, okay. So, yes, the tag match. This was, in my opinion, easily the match of the night. I think that it is genius how well these two teams have fallen into the roles opposite of where they were being booked two weeks ago. The New Day, are it's just an awesome heel act. And I think that Cesaro and Kid, this is a team that people are genuinely enjoying getting behind because it's two guys that this is, and we can go into this whole argument easily right here. This is the, you know, you want to say the new kayfabe, hashtag, of course I want to say it, but that's the, you know, people argue, oh, at the end of the day, it's always got to be the big pretty guy. And no. The people want to cheer for people that have actual in-ring ability at the end of the day. And this is more proof of that. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, this is two people the fans have been dying to cheer for, especially Cesaro, for years. And it's like, okay, finally, let's just let them do it. Give them what they want. Let them cheer for them. And you're seeing it. The crowd loves them, and the crowd really loves to boo the New Day. And I thought in this match... All four of these men fell into their roles perfectly. I felt like you had four excellent in-ring competitors that all meshed really well together, and it just ended up being, I think, easily the match of the night and one of my favorite matches I saw all year. It was absolutely excellent. Uh, I was need to watch it live, but Went back and watched it, and man, it was by far a match of the night. Nothing even is in the same ballpark. You know, a sign of a good match is when people have hyped stuff up to you. You know, because all we heard about was how good it was, how good it was, how good it was, and, you know, you came over talking about how good it was Tuesday night. And when we finally watched it, I mean, I thought it definitely lived up to or exceeded my expectations. Yeah, there's always that danger. If if, if people hype stuff up, there's always that danger that you're not going to... It gets too hyped up. So, yeah, you're right. I'm glad to hear you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, What do you think of the new day going over? Is that the right move? Well, I mean... It's kind of common a lot of times to, you know, the baby chases the heel and now they've changed position. I agree. I agree. Oh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, I think, tomorrow night there's supposed to be a rematch, isn't there? On SmackDown. Yeah, I think so. So, looking forward to that. Uh, After the tag match, I think this is when things started getting really bad. Wasn't the U.S. title match next? That or the women's match, I don't remember. I kind of think it was U.S. title than women's. Um, The U.S. title match, man, 
uh, I'll just go ahead and say to begin with, I'm a little bit of a Rusev mark. I love Rusev. And I'm, I would consider myself a John Cena fan as well. And I'm a fan of chain matches. But um, these were not three great flavors that went well together into one uh, perfectly <laughs> blended dessert. Nope. <laughs> I thought this match was horrible, to be honest. I thought that the whole mechanic of the tag in the corners where they put the lights in the corners, I didn't like that. I didn't like I just didn't like anything about this match, honestly. And uh, the fact that, I mean, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but the fact that they actually did announce that at the next pay-per-view there's an I Quit match, this is, is it three? Let's see, they worked WrestleMania. Oh, the last Extreme Rules will be their fourth pay per view in a row. There's only four pay per views in a row that we have the same match, man. Come on. Uh, I, I don't know. Why did what? What? Where did the wheels fall off on this match? Somebody explain to me because I really don't know. Just uh, everything. Uh-huh. I mean, like you said, the lights. I mean, that was stupid. It's hard to have a chain match without blood. I think, you know, you needed it definitely in a chain match. Whenever you ever saw a Russian chain match where somebody wasn't bleeding. And then let's talk about the ending. I mean, momentum was broken. Why did that finish even happen? It made no sense. It was stupid. Yeah. Nothing about this match worked. I mean, I agree the ending was stupid. But even, I, if you would have just gave me a good match leading up to a bad ending, then I can forgive a bad ending. But, man, nothing worked in this, I didn't think. Um, when I think of a chain match, I think back to, like, the good ones, man. And there's, like, there's this gritty, you know, like you said, bloody feel. And I think putting those lights up there made it look like the opposite of gritty. Nothing about it worked. It was just horrible. Horrible. Maybe my least favorite match of the year so far. Man, talk talk about going into something with expectations. I was expecting a really good match here. I was more excited about this match than anything on the card really going into. And, man, it was a letdown is an understatement. It was a big stinking turd. (laughs) See, that's the thing. I'm sure that I'm sure I've watched much worse matches this year. I know I have, but I haven't watched many matches. I, I can't think of a match I've watched that had potential to be really good that ended up being this bad. So in my head, that makes it maybe my least favorite match of the year. Um, yeah, it was bad. Then there was a Divas match, and I just, I just don't honestly. I don't even care. Mainly. Shoes lit up. Uh, that's something. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, that's the one thing I can tell you about this match that I took away from it was that her shoes lit up. But I, I don't remember anything else about the match. What's the conspiracy on the internet? Something about uh, something happened when her shoes were green and something happened when they were red? Have you seen that? I've not. I'm dying to know more about this. Uh, if, if there's an actual storyline incorporated into her shoes, then that's more entertaining than anything currently going on in the Divas division. I don't remember what it was, man. I was reading something about it, but I don't know. It's so stupid. Wasn't it something? Wasn't it like the the colored lights was helping them to call a match or something? Like it lit up different or something? They were saying. I believe it's something like that. Somehow to help them call a match. Which, I mean, they probably need the help, so. <laughs> Please tell me that's true. I don't know. Mm. I hope it is. That's the best thing I've heard all day, if that's true. <laughs> Color-coded wrestling. It's like uh, elementary school wrestling. I like that. Um, uh, okay. I don't, Naomi... Uh, didn't win. I don't even remember who won. I'm assuming the Bella is still the champ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I thought this match was just there. 
But it wasn't a bad scene in Rusev. Maybe uh, then he gave John Cena some light-up shoes. <laughs> it might have helped his match. My whole um, thought on the Divas division right now is call me when Charlotte debuts. Till then, I don't really care. Yeah, man, I think there's a really weak Divas lineup on the main roster right now. Losing AJ really hurts. Paige, uh, Paige, isn't she out with a, like an injury right now or something? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is just a horrible, horrible Divas division on the main roster right now. And, I mean, Emma's there, and I think Emma's very good, but they just don't use her. Uh, I don't know if they ever will. I never know when she's going to take something else from Walmart. <laughs> you just never know, man. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that getting closer. That was in uh, July, wasn't it? You never know when she's going to steal something and when Daniel Bryan's going to have a three-month injury. So not, neither one of them will ever. They're both know. wild cards. This is a... <laughs> Um, next up, we have the, uh, the match that we were talking about earlier, the controversial match. Um, <laughs> the last man standing match between the big show and Roman Reigns. And, um, I, I, I before I'll just, I'm just going to put my feelings out there and then I'll let you guys talk about it. Um, in my opinion, they did plenty of cool spots. Sure. I agree. Um, while I was watching it, though, all of these spots, all of these big bumps, it none of it literally, uh, it, it, none of it meant a thing to me. Um, it just felt like spots for the sake of spots. And I know I usually don't mind that, but like, I think it really just boils down to the fact that I just don't care about either of these guys in the ring at all. Um, and it just felt, I don't know. And plus, it, I think another thing that bothered me was I felt like the hype machine went into complete overdrive. The moments after the match, when they were like, Roman Reigns has arrived, and they just kept saying it. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, actually, a few matches earlier, there was four guys that arrived in that tag team match. This match was booked exactly how I knew it was going to be booked. And uh, Roman had some big spots, but every one of them was still those same moves. He speared big shows to the table. He, uh, I mean, it's just a Superman punch spear. It's, I don't see a progression out of Roman Reigns. Even though they said he had arrived to me, I'm still not seeing a progression in the ring. And uh, I don't know. I just... I didn't care for the match, even though, I mean, sure, there were some visually impressive spots. It just still, it just didn't do anything for me. I was actually really bored by it. But it was better than John Cena and Rusev. Yeah, Jimmy, you go ahead. Okay, I don't think we have Jimmy. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, I thought it was... I mean, I thought it was better than I expected it to be. It was about as good as it possibly could be. I, I won't hate on the match, but, I mean, you're right. It was just... It was big spots. It was some of the safest big spots I've ever saw in my life from either guys. I was noticing, which, I mean, I'm not going to hate on that, whatever, but it was just interesting to see that. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's Big Show and Roman Reigns. You're getting what you're getting. But I didn't absolutely hate it. I thought it was about as good as that match could be with those two guys in it. So I was more entertained than I expected to be, I guess. It was better than that wrestling chain match for sure. Oh, easily, yeah. That's, that's going to be our fallback the rest of the year. Any match that I don't like, I'm going to probably say, but it was still better than... <laughs> uh, All right, can you hear me now? Yes, yes welcome back. Welcome back. Some, welcome something back. tried to stop me from just announcing that that was the second best match on the pay-per-view. You think that was that. better than... You think that was better than uh, that and... Neville on the pre-show? Yeah, I didn't think their match that was that great on the pre-show. Their King of the Ring match was super. 
The pre-show match I thought was blah. Huh. That match okay. I had no I had no expectations going into it. You know they were horrible, and I mean like it perked me up. It got my interest. I enjoyed it. It to me that was the most extreme of the extreme rules matches. That's the one match that fit that card. Because I mean, you had a lot of those big, you know, big guys flying, doing some big spots. I, you know, I enjoy the that kind of thing. So it was as as upsetting as it is for some people, like Waldo to hear the second best <laughs> match on the card. I can't agree that, with that, brother. I, I respect your opinion, but I can't agree with it. Here's and and this match was. So it so overshot my expectations, and then the next match would be the match, one of the matches that like I was like, wow, this super sucks. It didn't meet my expectations. And, that, uh, and, and you're talking about the cage match. <laughs> that, I'm telling that cage you, match. that match, big show, rain. They worked their butt off. They really tried to, you know. I felt that is by far the best match that Roman has tried to work. By far. And I don't like Roman. Hmm. You, you, uh, see, I, I would say, to me, uh, I think his best match would be the Brian match. I don't, I didn't see that match, so. Oh, I well, that match was excellent. I mean, and you can say he's a Brian Mark before. Think about that, though. It's with Brian. Here's a match where, I mean, it really had to be pretty much him, right? Big Show came no, it, had to be ta- it had to be tables. And, uh, I mean, I don't really think... I don't, a match with that much plunder in it, man, and like that kind of that match, I don't really feel like anybody carries anybody. I feel like it's the, the spots. The, uh, the the tables holding up. I don't know. Um, I feel like it worked way better than I expected. Like I say, second best match of the night in my book. I'm not saying it was a five star match. Right, <laughs> there right. were a lot of one star matches on the rest of the card. There really were half stars. Yeah. But as far as the, the match that I went in thinking, uh, and I I was so I mean, it kind of brought me to life. We're over there about ready to fall asleep. And that, and that yeah. match got my attention, so. Well, other than, you're about other to than the big show Vader bomb, which is, was atrocious. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, at the same time you guys were enjoying it, I don't know if you followed me on Twitter or not, anybody's listening, but at that same moment, I was sending out a tweet that said, Mass on my <laughs> <laughs> it was boring me to death, man. But um, I mean, I, I, I guess I respect your opinion. I just can't agree with you on this one. Are you I saying think we can it was all... more? Are you saying it was more boring than the, than the cage match? No, 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 no. I, I, I think I was getting ready to say. Uh, I mean, I respect your opinion on that, but I think uh, WrestleMania could be the name of this whole show, but for one match, honestly, in my opinion, because uh, we finished out. With a match that was, I mean, I think we'll all agree, completely underwhelming, completely screwed up by overbooking, completely. I mean, this was a match that uh, hampered its own self just from the stupid storyline that they were determined to tell with Kane and Seth Rollins. And I just, I felt this match was horrible. And uh, it seems like the streak continues. That's uh, the, the the whoever wins the title at WrestleMania has to have their first title defense of Extreme Rules completely hampered by involvement from Kane. It happened to Daniel Bryan last year and this year at Seth Rollins. Dude, it was it was terrible. This whole this whole thing is taking away from what has been an awesome Seth Hill, Seth Rollins Hill run, and I mean, I think it's completely negating it. I think it's going 
I think it points out toward it's all because of this stupid authority and cane angle. It's it's terrible. I could not be more tired of it. Like literally, I just I, I hate everything to do with this whole angle right now. I don't hate. I, I, I should. I don't hate Seth. I, I wish they would separate Seth. Keep J and J security with him. They're entertaining. That's fine. Yeah. But just separate. It. I wish they would just. The authority angle itself needs to die. Does Seth Rollins with his two bodyguards? That's money, man. He don't need the rest of the authority to go with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm about to really make you upset with what I read today. Uh-oh. This is a rumor floating out there of why they're doing what they're doing with Kane. Why? He's going to eventually turn. You'll notice in on the ass. Kane thing they were talking about when are you going to wear the mask again yeah. he's going to t- he's going to turn go back to heel devil demon Kane and start just like destroying the authority over weeks and Triple H is going to bring Brock back to save him from Kane basically and you're going to have Kane and Brock at SummerSlam they're going to waste a Brock Lesnar SummerSlam match <laughs> On Kane. That was something I read today. And that's uh, just, you know, I read. That's just what I read. They were talking about, the article talked about how he's always been like a, you know, a company guy. And this was going to be like his send off. Here's my question, though. Okay. He's been a company guy, and I don't doubt that. I mean, obviously he has been. And that's awesome. That's all well. That's high-fiving. This is where promoters mess up, and I'm talking about from the smallest indie promotion to the biggest. Just because you feel you're doing the right thing by by some guy that you know who maybe has been loyal to you, just because you feel like you're doing the right thing by him doesn't mean that's what anybody in the stands wants to see. And if it's the wrestling business, as it's often called, if you're not worried about the business, if you're not worried about making the people that are paying the money of your business to make it happy, if you're, I just don't get it. I don't know. I mean, kudos to Kane. Give him a gold watch and a Hall of Fame ring. I don't know. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think my thoughts are pretty well known. Get him out of here. I mean, if they go to that, that is what we're getting. That's like you said, that's a waste of a Brock Lesnar match. I mean, that's I can't even imagine what that match would be. Kane will probably get hurt. It's, yeah, uh, probably. But it sounds about accurate like that. That that would not surprise me that much. If that's what that is. It sounds completely accurate. That's why I'm so upset by it. It's, it's not some far-fetched river that I don't think will happen. It sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> so anyway, Seth Rollins wins. And that's the pay-per-view. And uh, I think it was overall... I gave it a 2 out of 10. That was my rating. Um, I, I, and I, the whole two points was from the tag match. Other than that, I thought everything else on the show blew. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, We did get an announcement during the show, though, that this week we were getting the return of the King of the Ring tournament. And Monday night we saw the uh, quarterfinal matches. And then last night we got the semifinals and the final. Um, Not really much to talk about from Roz and the King of the Ring stuff, so I'll just quickly go over that. In the quarterfinal matches we had... uh, Sheamus defeating, God, I don't even remember. Who did Sheamus beat? Uh, he beat Ambrose, I think you, and then yeah. it's unreal. Yeah, you're right, because that was when Dolph Ziggler shot out like a bullet. Uh, Stardust getting defeated by R-Truth in a um, match that showed me that Cody Rhodes couldn't be further away from any kind of push than he's ever been in his WWE career. 
Um, I mean, how far has this guy fallen? Um, had Dean, uh, not Dean Ambrose, but uh, Neville going over Luke Harper, and I thought an amazing match, honestly. Yeah, that match ruled. And uh, who did Dean Ambrose go over? He didn't. Oh, no, no, you're right. That was a Sheamus match. That, that match rolled, too. That's the two matches I really remember being really good with the Dean Ambrose, Sheamus, and Barrett, Luke Harper. Barrett beat Ziggler because Sheamus came out. Okay, yeah. I was a little jumbled up in my head. Um, yes, that ma- that match was good, too, actually. So, I mean, if you look at it just from an in-ring standpoint, three out of the four quarterfinal matches really good, and uh, you got a strong start to this revamped King of the Ring tournament. That led us into last night, the semifinal matches. So we had three matches last night all together. And I would say if uh, you looked at it like that, then two out of the three matches were excellent. And uh, ain't bad. It really ain't. Um, R-Truth was defeated by Bad News Barrett. That match, who cares? R-Truth. I don't know. This guy, like, I don't know. <laughs> He's going on and on about spiders. So. But um, the other match was Sheamus and Neville, and this match was another. Uh, there's a string going on here of Neville matches. This guy really starting to impress on the main roster, I think, and uh, we all knew he could do it. But they're really kind of giving him a spotlight. But him and Sheamus was good, but, man, that finals match with Neville and Barrett, I thought was just excellent. And uh, we we kind of talked about it, and I think we all at first was kind of hoping for Neville to win. But then we just kind of started talking about how we thought it would be better for a heel to win the King of the Ring. And honestly, I was, even if it hadn't been that, I mean, I love Barrett too, so I wasn't going to be upset with either guy winning. And I, I think a lot was done for Neville last night in that loss. I feel like at this point he has been elevated and I think Barrett is going to take this king of the ring, this king angle and run with it. So I think really good things coming out of this show last night. What what do you guys think about the return of the king of the ring tournament and are you happy with what we got? Um, I mean I enjoyed it. I, I think it's something that Barrett can run with, but you know who knows if they're going to change it in two weeks and never mention it again. You never That's know. A very real possibility. Yeah, so it's kind of like everything else, man. You got to wait and see how bad they're going to screw it up. That, that's kind of like the WWE mantra: How bad can we screw this up? They, they love to screw things up. It's like their favorite thing to do. Um, I know. I, Matt and I know you and me have sit and talked about this many times. How much we love the King of the Ring tournament, one of our favorites. Um, do you uh, do you think that would you have rather it been brought back as a one night pay per view tournament, or was you okay with just doing it the way they done it? I don't know, man. I kind of like the one night thing. Me too, man. I miss that. I really do. It reminds me of you know the old UFCs where you did the whole thing in one night. Yeah, same here, same here. But um, I mean, it is what it is, and at least that we did get it back. I genuinely feel like this was a last minute decision because they just wanted something to throw on the network this week because. It's the last week of the free subscribers month, and they just wanted like attractive things to put on there. I don't feel like the, I don't feel like there was ever any serious thought that no, we're bringing back King of the Ring. I think it was just an offhanded decision that makes some of us happy, but probably really doesn't amount to a whole lot backstage. Speaking of the network, did anybody watch the Foley thing tonight? No, I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm, Really looking forward to seeing it. You know, I've 
I've read all the books, so I'm interested to see what he's going to add that I haven't already read about. You know what I mean? Now, this is his stand-up comedy deal, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is his... I, I'm not familiar with how his stand-up tends to run. Is his stand-up along those same lines of just kind of telling stories from his books, or does he actually get into like, telling jokes? Like, how does he run with his stand-up? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, to be honest. I get, we'll, we'll get to find out. <laughs> so... I'm excited about that. Um, that's pretty much WWE for the week. I mean, I don't know. There's really not much else to say about all that, I suppose. Um, that's really the wrestling news. I mean, I will say quickly, um, for those of you that were in attendance Saturday night at the WVCW Arena, we did get a, a major title change. And... Uh, I mean, it already happened, so this, this is not a spoiler. I don't, and I'll just say, I mean, we have a new world heavyweight, uh, well, not world, we have a new West Virginia heavyweight champion because, um, yeah, Baron Bullard, with the help of, and, you know, Matt, as announcers, I, I can tell you that legally we're not supposed to say his name. Um, so there's some legal mumbo-jumbo going on. And uh, I'll just say that there's a certain little rat that showed his face at the arena the other night, and he stuck his nose in a match that he shouldn't have. And, I mean, I know we can go on all day about the fact that, you know, okay, Baron Bullard, you know, we've always been, there's no secret, we've always been friends with Baron Bullard, okay? I'm going to put that out there to shoot people. But uh, there was a little weasel that showed up, and I feel like tainted Baron Bullard's title win, and I wasn't happy to see him there because he wasn't supposed to be there. He's been a... I thought he was uh, getting his bread buttered in other parts of the country now. So uh, I let him know about it, and uh, if he's listening, I'll just tell you, um, you you wasn't supposed to be there, and I, I meant what I said the other night, so... Any thoughts on that? Well, I certainly hate I missed that show. If, you know, you shouldn't talk to people like that. It's not the professional thing to do. You're right. Uh, Can't even get your own stuff together. (laughs) Do you know who he is, Jeff? I mean, come on. I heard it got pretty hot and heated and that you were pretty upset and I kind of understand why, you know, it kind of... Well, it's just that you have a moment that's been building for two years and to have it completely screwed up by one person showing up, yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Okay, regardless, we, uh, we'll be talking more WVCW as the weeks roll on. we got some big stuff coming up. But... We need to get into the fact that it's a huge week. It's Marvel Week, baby. Um, free comic book day is coming up this Saturday. Tomorrow night, Avengers Age of Ultron debuts. And I also thought, um, Matt, you might want to give the people, yeah, it's just a big Marvel Week in general, you might want to give the people a little rundown of what you got in the mail yesterday because I think it's really cool and I think it's something their fans would like to hear about. Well, man, yeah, I'll stick on a little bit appropriately timed for Marvel Week, as I guess we're calling it, but the very first uh, Marvel Collector Core box. Uh, Marvel and Funko have teamed up to bring a subscription box every two months, and uh, this first one was jam-packed, and it was awesome, man. It had, uh, you opened it up, and there was a patch and a pin, a button, uh, declaring you official member of the Collector Core. They were both really cool. And inside, you had the exclusive six-inch, the big boy Funko Pop of the Hulkbuster armor. So that was that, that's the prized possession of the pack right there. And that was really cool. It was awesome. We also got a, a Dorbs figure, 
uh, really cool T-shirts. Uh, there was an exclusive comic, uh, Avengers comic in there with a variant cover. Uh, overall, just an excellent box. I mean, I got to say, you showed me this thing yesterday. You showed Jimmy as well. Uh, you showed me pretty much every loot crate you've ever gotten. And I, this is not a throwing loot crate under the bus because I think you've gotten a lot of really cool loot crates as well. But um, I feel like this box was a game changer in one box. Um, the thing's massive, covered in classic comic art. Captain America right on the outside, you open it up, and there's some beautiful John Byrne art on the inside. And just the way this thing was packed is when you first open it on that first little panel, seeing the uh, pen and the badge, and it just felt special, man. And it felt like it kind of like almost reminded me of like when you see those ads in those old 70s comics for the Marvel fan club that you could join. To me, it like almost had that same yeah uh, vibe to it, man. It felt like, like you're part of something special. You're like an elite Marvel fan. And I just thought it was awesome, man. I mean, unbelievable value, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to get in on the next one. <laughs> Yeah, the next one's coming out right around the time of Ant-Man. I thought that that Iron Man Funko that you got, man, that thing was amazing. The the Hulkbuster armor, the thing was heavy. Like, it just felt so thick and heavy compared to the other Funkos. It's a beast, that's for sure. It's awesome. Big doings from Funko and Marvel. Um, Cool stuff. And, um, yeah, we we mentioned a free comic book day this week. Be sure, no matter where you're listening, get yourself to your local comic book shop, and they're going to have some really cool stuff for you. And while you're in there, I would also suggest don't just go in if you're if you're one of the people that you know you don't buy comics most of the time, or you don't ever buy a comic. Go in and grab you some free stuff. Buy something too, man. These these comic book stores. They have to pay for these books they're giving you for free. It's not, they don't give them for free. So, I mean, you know, show them some support, too. But there's some cool stuff coming out. I was just looking at the list here. I'm just going to name a few highlights. They always put these in tiers of the gold books, which are like the ones they expect to be the biggest, and the silver. Um, the gold books this year, I'll name all of those because there's uh, like nine of them or ten. There's a Bob's Burgers book. There is a Bongo Comics free-for-all, which is the Simpsons. There is a Boom Studios 10th Anniversary Free Comic Book Day special. Um, Dark Circle Comics, Issue 1. I'm really interested in this. I don't know much about it, but it's a really cool-looking cover. Um, Fight Club Comics. Dark Horse Fight Club and the Goon. So there's going to be a Fight Club comic. I think that sounds cool. Um, Then DC's Divergence, which is the beginning of their big event coming up. Really cool image of Dark Side on the cover. A Doctor Who comic, which I expect will be a uh, a probably a hot hot mover come Saturday. A Pokemon comic, a Savage Dragon comic from Image. A SpongeBob comic, Transformers, and then what I think will be the biggie of all of them would be Secret Wars issue zero. So this is uh, the big Secret Wars event that's coming from Marvel that's going to be the changer of the game for everyone. This is the issue zero that's going to set up everything. So I think that's going to be the real, you know, the the hot one of the day. Some of the highlights from the Silver Books. um, There's Avengers issue one, which is, um, it looks like it's going to be, there's a new Avengers team coming, guys. I don't know if you saw this or not. Jimmy, have you saw this lineup of the new Avengers team? No, I have not. Well, they're, they're, it's kind of capitalizing on some of the uh, newer heroes we saw introduced in the last year or so. Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Nova, Vision, um, uh, Thor, the female Thor, and um, Iron Man. But it, from the image here, I can't get a good look at the Iron Man. Regardless, I think this is a really cool lineup of a lot of the young, like fresh heroes that are kind of coming out right now, like Nova and Miss Marvel, which I think is just fantastic. I'm, I'm in love with that character in that book. I think this new Avengers lineup is going to be really cool and really refreshing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, other things I see, I'm looking here. Um, 
Uh, Attack on Titan, Kadansha comic samplers, so that should be something that people will be interested in. Attack on Titan, very popular. Hip Hop Family Tree, three in one. I'm a huge fan of the Hip Hop Family Tree from Ed Kisker. So that's there's another free comic book there from that. I know last year's was a very hot mover. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, always very popular. Um, Teen Titans Go, I'm sure a lot. I mean, that, that show is always on at my house, so that'll be popular. I'm sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Prelude to Vengeance. I'm not sure what that is. Matt, that was something you'd be interested in. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man. But, um, yeah, this Saturday. So, you know, get yourself to your local comic store. I know that we are lucky enough to have a good local comic store, and that would be Crit Hit Comics and Games located in Princeton, West Virginia. That's where I will be on Saturday for Free Comic Book Day. And um, hopefully all of our listeners can find their way to a comic book shop as well to pick up some of these cool books. Absolutely, man. I look forward to it. Um, before we, uh, I mean, I know we're getting close on time here, but we will, we have to say Avengers comes out tomorrow night. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, I should say. And um, I, I could not be more excited. I, I mean, Wow, this is the you know a big moment. One of our uh, hosts, Jimmy, was actually able to uh, screen this film early, and um, I would just like to, Jimmy, what can you tell people about Avengers: Age of Ultron that they need to be watching out for? Well, uh, it was to me better than the first one. And really, I only have one complaint, which I haven't really told you guys yet. Mm-hmm. I think they tried to put a little bit too much comedy into it for the sake of like, it's kind of their gimmick now with the Avengers, I think. Mm-hmm. And and some of some of the comedy, I mean, it really is good. And some of it's like almost like they're forcing it. But other than that, you always me, run that risk. Yeah, to me, it was the perfect. I mean, I have no complaints. It, it. I mean, I, it may be my favorite Marvel movie now, I believe. Even more than Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited. Uh, I just watched Seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. from last night this evening, and man, did it set it up nicely. Dude. I I don't know. Watching last night's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just the way that things have been building, uh, I don't know how anybody's... Uh, Jimmy, man, you've got to get caught up on this show, I'm telling you. But last night's show was awesome. With a capital oh, awesome. It was so good. Yeah, man, it was it was awesome. It was, I loved it. And they definitely... It led right into the Avengers for this week. I mean, at the end of the show, they actually... Uh, I mean, Colson actually said, it's time to call in the Avengers. And you kind of... We got to see Maria Hill and... I mean, just, I don't know. This, uh, it, 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 it's, and it kind of makes the whole interview that Joss Whedon did this week look even sillier, I think. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, we won't get into that, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm really happy with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for sure, and I can't wait for Avengers. Um, that's what we'll be doing this time tomorrow night. We'll have already developed opinions on it, Matt. I know, man. I'm so excited. Uh, anything you guys want to add before we close the doors on this thing for the week? Uh, for me, man, uh, definitely go out to uh, Free Comment Book Day. Get your kids some comics if you have kids. You know, but nothing better to do than have them read. That's always good. And I hope you guys enjoy the Avengers as much as I did. I can't wait to talk to you about it, brother. I really can't. And I can't wait to talk to all of you listening about it next week. So be sure and join us at the exact same time, exact same place, or download us, as you may have done this week. Please, if you did download us, go on iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Give us that five-star review because we need those reviews. That lets people find us. Also, tell a friend. Tell everybody you know. Tell them if if you know someone that likes comics or wrestling, or any of the nerdy stuff we talk about, tell them so that they can listen to us and give us a shot as well. 
we appreciate all of you so much that do take the time to listen every week. And um, I guess we will just, for now, say we thank you, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. America, please keep it nerdy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.